0: And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I am Jeff Noack. We are going through the Saints 2023 schedule game by game. I went through. I made predictions for every game. I'm sure they're going to be wrong. It started out so well. 6-2. You're feeling great. In a weak NFC South, man, that, that feels like a dominating start. Three-game losing streak. Get back to 6-5. and five. And that's where you get... you've had your bye at week 11 and now suddenly you're facing the lions you're hosting the lions dan campbell and his kneecap biting little kittens are coming into town and this is a game you got to win you got to find a way to win and you know who's the x factor in this game hopefully alvin's there right but i think One of the differences in this game is going to be Jamal Williams. It's going to be the energy he brings. It's kind of like, you know, the the Saints beat the Eagles last year in Philadelphia. And even without Jalen Hurts, I think if C.J. Gardner-Johnson is on the field for that game, it goes differently. Your emotional leaders kind of lift you during those moments. And I think that's what's going to happen for this game. Jamal's going to not allow anyone to come out flat for this game. And I think he's going to dominate... And it's gonna be interesting. Amon Ross St. Brown is incredible. I've loved him ever since he was at USC. I wanted the Saints to draft him. They didn't. He's starring for the Lions. Jameer Gibbs, you know, they reached for him hard in this draft at number twelve. But if he is what they hope he is, then it was a good pick. And so this is a this is a team that, you know, they finished nine and eight last year. They're gonna to try to take that next step. But they still have Jared Goff as their quarterback. And I think the Saints, the Saints know how to handle Jared Goff. I think they win this game. I think they find a way. Saints 30, Lions 27. The offense kind of wakes up at the right time. That I still think the Lions defense is the weak point and you exploit that. Saints, get off to Schneid, climb to seven and five, and you feel a whole lot better going into your last five games. Week 14, Panthers at Saints. My guess here is you faced Andy Dalton in week two, because I think the the Panthers Understand where they are as an organization and know that this is not the year you have to make the playoffs at the expense of your young quarterback's confidence, even if he was picked number one overall. Could be wrong, but you brought in Andy Dalton for a reason. I think it's to start the first few games of the season, see how things go and and go from there. Week 14, I would be stunned if Bryce Young is not the quarterback. I kind of look at it like when the Giants brought in Eli Manning, Kurt Warner was that guy, right? Kurt Warner was the, the sacrificial lamb for, I want to say, the first seven games. And then you went to Eli. I don't know if he – I think he was the number one overall pick, and he got traded from the Chargers to the Giants. It was weird. The Chargers ended up with Phillip Rivers. But when even when Eli got in there, they were not ready to win. They were bad. You could see the young quarterback getting better. They were not winning games, and I think that's what you get here. Similar to the Texans, where you can see the vision. Similar to the Jaguars last year, where you can see the vision – it's just going to take some time. You're building. And I think I keep saying the Saints caught teams at the right time this year. And I think that's what this is. Saints are going to win this game. I have them 21 to 18. Climb to 8 and 5. After dropping to 6 and 5, you win two games. You feel really good about your playoff positioning after week 14 based on where everyone else is in the division. Uh, this this two-win ga- two stretch here is massive. This this stretch of the season is going to be massive for the Saints in terms of how they navigate it. All right, going on to week 15, and you have the Giants team that inexplicably the Saints could not handle in the 2021 season. I think it's going to happen again. I do, and I think this is going to be one of those emotional letdown games. It's another instance of a quarterback that just does things that the Saints don't handle particularly well. Saquon Barkley is going to keep doing Saquon Barkley things. The Giants have beefed up their offensive line. You know, they spent top five picks on their right and left tackle. Uh, They they brought in a center in the third round this year. As long as they're healthy, the Saints are going to have a hard time getting pressure and they're going to have a hard time containing Daniel. It's a tough matchup for them. Like, I think people look at the Giants like, oh, okay, the Giants. They're a team that plays in the NFC East, right? They're probably the third best team in the NFC East. But when you play in a division that loaded, you get out of your division and you're like, man, what a relief to not have to play the Cowboys or the Eagles, right? And I think that helps you in this case, whereas the Saints, you know, you spend your entire season facing the Bucks and the Panthers and the Falcons, not exactly the top-end competition, and then you get into these these non-divisional games, and I think you can get caught off guard, and I think that's what's gonna happen. You have the Giants winning 28 to 17, and the Saints falling to eight and six. Week 16, Another short week, and we talk about it again, like it's tough for a veteran team, especially this late in the season, to have to play on a short week after a really difficult game against the Giants. You have to travel out West. I don't know where the Rams are going to be at this point in the season. I don't know if they're going to hold up. They're very thin. Wait, they're thin in ways that you will only be after you go all in to win a Super Bowl. And that's what happened last year. Matt Stafford got hurt and they fell off a cliff. I don't know how much Matt Stafford has left in the tank, but I do think that this is a game that will be very difficult for the Saints to win. I think this is, we talked about a schedule loss before. I think this is probably a schedule loss. A short week, you have to go out west. That's tough, especially if you already feel like you have the division locked up, which you may, you may not. I don't know. It depends on what the Panthers do, in my opinion, and maybe the Falcons. I think at eight and seven, which is what you're gonna be after the Rams win 28 to 14, you're still feeling pretty good. Because your final two weeks, right? And I think week 17 is a gift from the schedule makers. Previously, when Tom Brady was in town, this would have been a brutal way to finish your season. Two divisional games, one against Tom Brady, a team that you would expect to be competing for the division. In this case, you are facing a openly tanking team from the beginning. Like, they have been openly tanking since prior to the draft when they passed on Will Levis despite not having a quarterback. And now you're in week 17, where they have no interest in winning football games, right? So if you go in there with a pulse, you should win. And I think that's what happens for the Saints here. 28 to 12, I have them beating the Bucks. That's just a schedule win, right? This is what you want. And at 9 and 7, I think you are safe in the playoffs in the NFC South, regardless of what happens in week 18. I think you have clinched at this point because you have clinched a winning record and this is where you have that question, right? This is why I would never bet the over-under on the Saints this year because you're right there at nine wins. And I think this is a clean nine wins. But what happens in week 18? What if you're clinched and and you just rest your starters and the Falcons go and win a game, right? What if you're not clinched and... The Falcons are basically tanking the way you kind of expect them to be. And you go in there and you just destroy them. And that's kind of where I'm at here. I think you will be playing for seeding. I think you want to get to double-digit wins. And that's what motivates you in this Week 18 matchup. Saints win 35-7 to because they're sprinting through the line and the Falcons are not. And it gets you to 10 wins. And I wasn't sure where I was going to land coming into this projection in terms of the 9.5 number. I think 10 and seven is very much attainable. And if you take care of business in a few more of these games, I could see you getting to 11, 12 wins. Anything short of nine wins against this schedule is a major disappointment. Not only because you would have missed, you probably would miss the playoffs for a third straight season, but because like, it doesn't get easier than this. It only gets more difficult. Cam Jordan only gets a year older. Mario Davis only gets a year older. Bryce Young, is going to come into his own, right? The Bucs are going to finally get a quarterback. The The Falcons, maybe they find a quarterback. I don't know. Either way, this is the season you have to take advantage of it. And that's why, you know, people have been critical of the Saints not kind of tearing it down and rebuilding. And this year would never have been the year you did that. This is the year where you go for it in the NFC South because it's right there for the taking. And so 10 wins, I think, is fair. Is it optimistic? Maybe, but only if you don't believe that they can go on the road for four of the first six games and get a few wins, right? And I think they can based on who they're playing. But all right, that was the long-form breakdown. If you want to read more of what I wrote here, you can go check it out at WWL.com. But yeah, I think, you know, if you're a Saints fan and you're looking at this trying to think, did we win the schedule release? I think you did. I think this is about as good as you could have hoped for I would have liked to not see a Thursday a second Thursday game cuz I think that is a disadvantage but you did avoid an, an international game and you're going to have to live with it. A Thursday trip out west is about as uncomfortable as you can get late in the season but hey, you know, you'll you'll live with it. Here's Ramiro Hernandez. He says yes, he disagrees with the Rams winning. I mean, I do too to an extent. Like I I just think that that's a very difficult situation for a team to be in that late in the season. With where, where, where the Rams are concerned, it's probably more in the sense of what are you playing for that late in the season? Are you still in contention? Because if you're not, that could change things. But it's too early in the year for a team to have gone completely in the tank. And I just think that's going to be a tough matchup for the Saints. Right. Like you have to be realistic. And And that's one of those games. Right. Like if you think the Saints can maybe get to 11 wins, 12 wins, maybe that is the game that I have incorrect here. Um, but either way, like, I think you can bake in a schedule loss or two and still be comfortable. And that's kind of where I am. Jerry forever optimistic as the saints going 13 and four. I can't, I can't, I can I can't, I can't go that far. Um, it would be great. I would love to see the saints go 13 and four. This is going to be the first season that I'm on the sideline as the sideline reporter for WWL. And I would love nothing more than to get to cover a 13 and four season. It's going to be tough. Right, like I'm trying to keep this, trying to keep this, keep this, um, on the reasonable side of the equation. But no, I mean, if Derek Carr comes in and picks up the offense and does everything you hope for Derek Carr, if the, you know, and and, and more, more importantly, if you can stay healthy at key positions, right? Like if you can keep Michael Thomas on the field, fantastic. And I think that makes things a lot easier for you, right? If Jawan Johnson has a has a season where you are healthy throughout. If Kendra Miller and Jamal Williams can stay healthy and not have to have you scraping the bottom of the barrel to trying to fight a running back when Alvin Kamara is inevitably suspended, then I think you have a much better chance of getting to 11-12 wins. 13 is tough. 13, you know, but it, it, I don't see this team contending for the top seed in the conference, and that's what you would be doing with 13 wins. Um, but I, I, I love optimism, so here you go. Marvelous points out the Saints are 1-2 versus Jared Goff. I point out that, sure, but we all know uh, what happened in one of those games. And if not for that, then the Saints would be 2-1 and one against Jared Goff. And so that, that kind of changes things. I do remember that game. The, the Superdome was so loud that, the, that Jared Goff had to put tape over his ear holes. I also just – I do not think that Jared Goff is a good enough quarterback – to beat good defenses consistently. You know how the Patriots beat him in the Super Bowl? By showing a defense, and then after, with 15 seconds left in the playcock, changing that defense. Because they came, became aware of the fact that Sean McVay was calling the plays into his headset, and he was running them. Like, there was no adjustments being made. And Sean McVay is an offensive wizard, but... The, the 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 communicator turns off with fifteen seconds to go in the play clock, and, and Jared couldn't handle it in the Super Bowl. And like I think Jared's fine. He does not scare me as a quarterback. Demetrius James he needs to help it he needs to be helped to jet Justin Jefferson's side or let a T- Alante roam with him. Yeah, I mean, I think the Saints kind of live and die with Marshawn's ability to lock up. The the top receiver of the other team, and so often that is not an issue. A majority of the time, a vast majority of the time, it's not even a question. Justin Jefferson is is unique in that I don't know if you can be as physical with him as you as you'd like to be with some of these top receivers, and I think that that kind of clean breakaway he gets in that matchup just doesn't suit Marshawn's. Marshawn's game I could be wrong maybe that was a one-off right they were in London maybe he was jet lagged maybe he just didn't have the week he was hoping for we're gonna find out maybe with more tape maybe maybe there's there's a different result there I don't think you're gonna see Elante gets get put on Justin Jefferson that is not the way the Saints are gonna operate in terms of Marshawn's still that guy he is still that dude and it's gonna be on him to to get up for that matchup. Yeah, sure, You maybe you roll some help over the top, but you're not going to take Marshawn and throw him on Jordan Addison. You're just not going to do it. Charles Como Jr. says, just stay healthy, Sanson. Yeah, this is what you got to do. It's it's one of those things where we can do all these predictions we want. If the quarterback gets hurt, everything changes, right? Like if the running backs get hurt, everything changes. If the wide right receivers get hurt, everything changes. If both your tackles go down, everything changes. Hopefully they, they, they got the bad juju out of their way. Mr. Shocks is good bit of road games early. Yeah, the the one thing I'll say about that, and, and people are going to make a big deal about it, I first off, I would rather have a long stretch of road games early in the season. I think the grind of the NFL makes road games later in the season a little bit more difficult. And also, the Saints have been good on the road, right? It's been the home games that they've had a hard time in. They've actually been better on the road than they've been at home, and it's infuriating when you're paying money to go see a home game, but it is a little confidence inspiring when you do say, okay, can they go on the road and win a game? Cause they've, they obviously can. D Granger says, we can't look at the schedule and just say we're better than this team or that team, but I do think we're talented and should make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, that's all you can do at this point is say, okay, who's the better team? How do we think this game's going to go? Uh, there's a lot of variables we can't plan for, but yeah, I mean, this is a, this team it would be a huge disappointment if they miss the playoffs. And that's why, You know, when you look at kind of the Dennis Allen era as the head coach, I don't know if it can survive missing the playoffs in a season where it is set up for you to win. Like last year, you could at least say, well, you know what? Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and he did Tom Brady things. And while it sucked that we didn't get in there, you can at least be like, who else does that? Like who else makes that comeback the way he did and really just tears your heart out the way he did? And you can move on from it because it was him. If if it was Baker Mayfield, <laughs> the way it was for the Rams last year, I can't remember who they beat. The Raiders. It was the Raiders. <laughs> uh, that's different, right? <sighs> if you can't if you can't get it done this year, you're 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 looking just just bleak, right? It's just bleak because it doesn't get easier than this. And uh, I've already said this once, but I just don't know how you could survive it. All right, that's the schedule release in a nutshell. Again, you are starting against the Titans. You have four of your first six games on the road. You have road games then against the Colts, the Vikings, the Falcons, and then week 16 and 17 at the Rams, at the Bucks. You have home games, obviously week one against the Titans, then the Bucks in week four, Jaguars in week seven, Bears in week nine, ele- week 11 by Lions in week 13, Panthers in week 14, Giants in week 15, and then you close out at home against the Falcons. Simple enough. Let's do it. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm going to wrap it up right there. We're going to have Rookie Minicamp on Saturday. Well, I take that back. Rookie Minicamp is going on today through Saturday. We're going to have availability on Saturday. So I'm going to have a lot of opportunities to talk to some of these rookie players. Going to be very interesting to kind of catch up with the Brian Brzeese of the world. It's going to be interesting, too, to see if the Saints have any of their rookies sign their contracts because, as of right now, I haven't seen any of that reported. They're still listed as unsigned. Maybe rookie minicamp is when you get some of those contracts signed, um, but we'll find out. Either way, it's going to be very interesting. I'll try to get a good amount of video. I'll post that on the YouTube page. It was very popular last year, so I'll do that again. And if anyone wants to hear from anyone in particular, hit me up on Twitter, at Jeff underscore Nowak. Let me know, and I'll do my best to, to get a hold of them. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very much looking forward to this season. I'm very excited about it. I just I just want to watch good football from the Saints, and I just feel like we haven't uh, in quite a while, but I think it's going to change this year. But all right. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Thanks, y'all, for watching, leaving questions, leaving comments. The Saints 2023 schedule is here, and it looks soft. All right, y'all. Peace.